0: I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am chatting with Jana Gregoric. Jana and I went to college together, and through the powers of social media, we have been able to stay in touch. I love keeping up with what books she is reading, and she usually does a fun recap of her year in books. So I knew I was going to ask her to be on the show, and she said yes. So here we are today. I'm going to give you a little bit of background on who Jana is. So Jana is the Chief Growth Officer at Visionary Wealth Advisors. She obtained her bachelor's degree in communications and business from the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana and completed her MBA at Washington University in St. Louis in 2015. Jana spent 12 years as a leader and limited partner in the Edward Jones headquarters before making the transition to join the executive team at Visionary Wealth Advisors in 2017. Jana has experience navigating and leading in a corporate culture, as well as growing a business in St. Louis. Her passion is mentoring and leading others to be the best versions of themselves and is an advocate for women in business and finance. She believes in the work-life integration, lifelong learning, woohoo, me too, (laughs) and leveraging your unique strengths to showing up as the authentic version of yourself every day which reading plays a huge part in that. She grew up in Belleville, Illinois, and currently lives in O'Fallon with her husband, Brian, and two children, Caroline and Douglas. In her free time, she enjoys reading, spending time with her family and friends, traveling and staying active. So welcome to the show, Jana. Thank you for having me, Kara. I'm so excited to be here i am so glad we could do this so (laughs) with your impressive resume and your busy
1: life yes what does your reading life look like oh you know i'm so excited to be on this podcast because like we have talked about um my focus has been on my career and my family for so long but i was really a reader at a young age and i remember my mom telling me a story when i was Probably two, three years old, that I would repeat books by memory. And that's all I want to do is read, read, read. Let me read to you. And then as a student, it's challenging to read because you're studying so much, you're reading so many different types of textbooks. But I do remember even as a kid making sure to read on vacations or time away with my family. And every vacation I went on as a kid, and even today, I would bring. Three plus books. I would love to just <laughs> catch up on all the reading that I wouldn't have time for. And then I'm so glad that you shared my bio with the podcast because, you know, after graduating from not only undergrad, but also graduate school, and I changed careers from a corporate role to be more of, at the time, a startup financial services firm. Part of that was I wanted to make sure that I was giving time to myself as a whole person. And not just from a business standpoint, and so I really took a step back in my life I wanted to make sure I was spending more more time with my family my kids and also for myself. And I really evaluated, what are the things that makes me happy, what am I missing out of my life. And one of those things was reading. And so I, I went from commuting two hours a day wow. to then commuting. My office is now five minutes from my house, which is great. And I thought, gosh, I have two hours, extra hours in my day. What should I be doing? And that's really when I started back the reading habit. And um, that has really been life-changing for me. And that led to being here with you today, which to your point, the power of social media and just talking with friends and family about what you're reading, posting about it, sharing about it has really been just a fun side project to reconnect
0: with people like you. Yeah, I love that. And I think you bring up an excellent point about finding what makes you happy and that work-life balance. I think Mm -hmm. it's something that you really have to fine tune. Like when you graduate and you're new to the workforce, you're like, go, 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 and I'm going to be, you know, you're trying to soar to the top, but then you reach a certain point of like, wait, maybe I've lost that balance a little bit. So I felt like I had to go that through that as well. Um, and so I'm really glad that reading is one of them because it's been, been my avenue of escape
1: a little bit as well. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's a way to your point, you can relax and just escape your brain, but also not feel like you're still learning um, you're learning about different people, different places, different ways of thinking versus just scrolling on your phone at night, which we all do, of course, yeah. <laughs> but um, I feel like I'm relaxing, but I'm actively thinking at the same time.
0: Yeah. And like, and to your point about learning, it's something different that we're probably doing in our day to day. Right. And so that's, it's fun to learn something new, but it's not like ah oh, the same thing I'm doing day in day out as well. <laughs>
1: yes, Absolutely.
0: So how, so I know you've kind of mentioned you have those Mm -hmm. two extra hours. Um, When do you normally read? Do you read in the morning, at night? How do you fit it in?
1: Yeah, it's still, it's how, how quickly can those two hours be filled in, right? (laughs) I mean, you could sleep an extra hour in the morning. You could go to bed an hour you know, earlier you could be doing a million things, but what has really helped me is thinking about creating it as as part of a habit Mm -hmm. versus a to-do. And I get the question all the time, Like, how do you have time to read? We're all busy, right? Working parents, spouses, we're involved in communities, charity, it doesn't matter. Everybody is busy, but it's really finding the time that works for you and not thinking of it as a to do or a chore, but making it part of your daily habit. And so for me, it's part of my um, night habit, my nighttime habit. Mm -hmm. And I know we'll talk more about the specific types of books that I like to read. But um, I like to read for enjoyment as a way to just, as we said, relax, enjoy, learn, um, not think too much about work or (laughs) anything else going on. It's just a way to relax. Um, So I do read every single night. And then um, I I did during the pandemic start listening to audiobooks too, because I had to get out and I did the sanity walks. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the day where you're like, I just gotta get out even for 15 minutes. And that's when I started listening to audiobooks too. So now I actually do both where I'll I will be reading a book and then I will also listen to an audiobook, normally of a completely different type of genre. Um whether I'm driving around, running errands, you know, working around the house, I'm normally listening to an audiobook as well.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a great point as well. I usually have three books going on at once. I have a morning book, which is like my (laughs) concentration book. I have an evening book, which is my escape book. But then I also have an audio book. And I think that's a great point is that it has to be – in a different enough genre or a different mm-hmm. enough storyline to be mm-hmm. able to have three books going on yes. at one time. Because um, people have asked me that too, like, don't you get confused? And I'm like, well, right. I'm definitely not reading the same type of book right. in the ones I have consecutively going.
1: <laughs> so. Correct. Correct. And what I found, the audiobooks that I really enjoy listening to are autobiographies. It's And it's typically the author saying the story. And it's um, typically a real person or obviously a real person a live person talking about their life their struggles um, their successes and so I find that really interesting just learning about other people's lives and what makes them tick and also what's um, made them successful and I always walk away with something learning from them too.
0: I agree I feel like it adds to like the voice of their book hearing it in their. I mean you're hearing it in their own voice but I think they can put in their inflection points and they they do you know. It's obviously their story they're telling, so it adds a special, I agree. special thing to that.
1: I agree, and you know, too. Um, one thing that I'll add is, you know, when people ask me how do I how do I start reading, where do I start? How I started was um, actually through Reese Witherspoon has a book club called Hello yes. Sunshine, and that I follow her on social media, and she is a huge advocate for helping authors really find their voice specifically female and diverse authors. And so she puts out one book a month, it's a book club. And so I thought, okay, I can read one book a month and I'm just gonna follow this book club and see what she posts on the first of every month. And so that's really what restarted my um, interest and also I guess my addiction (laughs) (laughs) into reading um, where sometimes now I'm, I'm reading about four books a month on average, that's reading and the audio. And so that was just a great way to kind of get that routine going. It didn't feel so, okay, I have to read all these books and how am I going to fit it in just one a month, even if it's five pages, if it's one chapter, whatever it is, just a little bit every night, incorporating it as part of the routine.
0: Yeah, I think one book a month seems very manageable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually, listeners, stay tuned. I'm coming out, out this week actually with, or I guess it won't be this week by the time our podcast publish, but <laughs> um, look for the reading challenge. And I did 12 books for that specific reason. And I yes. think that 12 books is very manageable for the year because that's one a month. So <laughs> yes,
1: I love it. That's a great way to get started.
0: Great. And then I know you've mentioned you like autobiographies. What other type of books do you like to read?
1: So I'm typically one that likes to follow the bestseller lists. Um, I like to see what other people are reading and why they find it interesting. And then also so I can talk about it. And so I've just become kind of this uh, book stalker, (laughs) if you will, (laughs) where to your point, like on social media, I'm wondering what are other people reading? What are they liking on they call it bookstagram, which now you're part of, which is really exciting. Um, The New York (laughs) Times bestseller list. Um, I follow the Goodreads account. Um, I follow people on that. And I'd love to see, for example, the top books of the year just came out. um, That's voter based. So I like to look at those. Um, And then I'm also a part of, it's called the book of the month. Um, It's actually a subscription where once a month, the beginning of the month, they put out anywhere from four to six brand new titles, and then you pick one. So it's just a cool way to see what's coming out. Um, But specifically the genres besides uh, autobiographies would just be fiction, historical fiction, romance, and just um, anything that's really trending i would be interested in picking up just so I am part of the conversation.
0: That's actually what I've appreciated in seeing on your posts is because sometimes I feel like I get so bogged down in my TBR list, which is quite extensive. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but I don't always get to the newer books, but I feel like those are the books you're posting. So it's good for me to well, see. Well, I have the
1: opposite <laughs> problem, Kara, <laughs> where I'm constantly like looking at what's coming out, like the shiny new object. And then I have these. Horrible stacks of TBR. And I tell myself, I cannot buy another book until I read at least a few in my list. But if it's like a year, if it's been sitting there for a year, I have a hard time picking it up unless someone says, you have to read this, then I'll probably get back to it. So I need to be better about that.
0: <laughs> That's actually one of, uh, on the reading challenge. Three of your books you're picking are from your current TBR because I also want to help you tackle your TBR. So <laughs> that will be on the list. Yeah, I need that accountability. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So today you've prepared an awesome book flight for us. I'm very intrigued to see how all these books tie together. So you want to start with telling us what we'll be sampling for our first book today?
1: I would love to. Um, As you mentioned, Kara, I picked three books that tie together. And I generally believe that books hit you and stay with you at certain points in your life, depending on where you are in your life, the circumstances you're going through, and just maybe the tone and and the title of the book. And so the first book that really hit me as a career person out of college, trying to find my way in corporate America as a young female um, associate was Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. Okay. The book, for those of you who don't know, Sheryl Sandberg was um, the COO of Facebook and also was a vice president of Google. And I read this probably oh, in- see, I didn't know yes. this. So this is totally new to me. <laughs> yes. So this book probably came out in 2008 and I'd been in the working world for about two years and really starting in your career, it's about finding your own voice and your confidence. And this book specifically speaks to women in business or really women in any job or situation where they're trying to grow and push themselves to the best possible version of themselves. And so that's really the title of the book called lean in, lean into yourself, lean into your abilities and your capabilities and don't back down, right? Have the confidence because um, some of the statistics in the book say, you know, as women, we, might, we may not apply for a job unless we have hit 100% of the qualifications listed. Mm-hmm. For example, whereas men may apply if they're only 50 or 60% qualified. Wow. So we have to lean into our abilities and our capabilities and our confidence. Um, and, and this book just really hit me because there's there's some specific examples within this book. There's a whole chapter around sitting at the seat of the table. So imagine you're coming into um, a conference room There's people gathering from different departments, divisions, you know, ages, backgrounds, and people are sitting around. Well, you're a newer person or even a woman that's not really sure where they fit, Mm -hmm. and there's only a certain number number of seats around the conference table. You may sit in the corner. You may sit there's a row of seats in the back and sit there because you're just going to observe, and she pushes you in this book to say you deserve a seat at that table just as much as everybody else. And that has really stuck with me. I think just in general, women are very caring and giving. Oh, no, you can mm-hmm. have this seat. Take this. Let me help you with that. We're caring, but also making sure that you're standing up for yourself and you, you have a seat at the table and you are invited to that meeting for a reason. So we have to make those really specific um, conscious choices. And this book has just really stayed with me throughout my career and my life, you know, making this career change to the job I'm at today. I'm a female and a, at a finance company on the executive team and when I first started um I had to be really specific around um for example they say that women tend to bring be the ones that bring in baked goods at work trying not to you know put make sure I'm positioning myself in my leadership capacity or um my my office at the time just happened to be close to the um copy machine and the fax machine okay. and so someone had come by and no one was around the associate that helps with kind of administrative staff um tasks wasn't available and they said hey do you have a minute do you know how to work this printer and of course we want to help we want it but at the time I was trying to establish myself as a leader um, and not this person that could just be there to help troubleshoot with the printer so sure. my response was um I'll I'll let you know when so-and-so gets back to their desk, I will let them know to follow up with you. And it's really hard. Yeah. I can feel it as you're talking. (laughs) It comes back to this, this book, this lean in book about leaning into your role and your capacity and making sure, you know, that you're doing what you need to do to be the best version of yourself, both inside and outside of work.
0: Wow. I feel like you've said so many things in there. I'm like, (sighs) it was just resonating with me. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I had to laugh as you were saying about the baked goods. Cause I was like, does that apply when my husband asked me to bake goods for what he brings to work?
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, it's we could go down a whole other podcast with that because that's considered, you know, really positive and I'm like, wow, he's so thoughtful. He's bringing baked goods and gifts and, um, and not that it's not a positive thing for women to do that too, but it's just kind of that subconscious bias. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one other thing that Cheryl mentioned, too, that I think is interesting for anybody and um, is that your life is a jungle gym and not necessarily a ladder. So a lot of times you could, you know, if you become a stay-at-home parent or you take a, a career step sideways or down, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You're doing what's best for yourself and your family. And you, we truly we can't do it all, all the time. <laughs> So she is an advocate in making sure that we have a support network and we're doing what's best for ourselves and our family. Um, and, and what I also appreciate about her is she has said, there's no way she'd be able to do what she did without her husband. Yeah. So it's just really the importance of the support network. Yeah, and I love
0: what you say that life is a jungle gym because I feel like I have stepped out of my professional mm-hmm. role um, and been mostly a stay-at-home parent for the past four or five years and I still feel like I get caught up in the day-to-day tasks but Mm -hmm. I have to remind myself and I feel like I think about that often is bringing joy to the situation and not just get so bogged down in those minutiae of what I need to accomplish yeah in the day and just enjoy that time um and so I don't know if she talks about that as a jungle gym but I'm thinking like it's something that resonates with me of like life is meant to be fun and if we get bogged down that's taking away from that
1: that's right, and Kara, that's really a good segue, to be honest, into my Perfect. next <laughs> title. You didn't know you were doing it, but this is again the tie-in. The second one that I wanted to talk about was Midnight Library by Matt Haig, yes. and it's actually a fiction book. So you had kind of the business book by Cheryl Sandberg. This was a fiction book that I read during the pandemic, and I okay. I read the first one. I read this one. It's a fairly quick read. It's got a beautiful cover, and the reason I picked this too is one of my favorite quotes that my grandmother always told me was "life is what you make of it." Mm -hmm. Going back to your finding the joy, and it's a fiction book. It's about a a young woman who really lives this like monotonous, ordinary life. I mean, she is totally down and down in the dumps, down in her luck, and she feels unwanted, unaccomplished, and then she becomes, this is going to sound a little, um, sad for a minute, but she actually in this book commits suicide. Mm -hmm. Okay. And after she does, she goes to this place. uh, It's almost kind of like a purgatory, I guess, where it's called the midnight library and it exists between life and death. And it's basically filled with books. Think of a whole library of books of all the different ways that your life can go. And it comes down to the choices that you make every single day, right? Like to what clothes you wear, to the people you meet, how you met your spouse. Um, And so she's able, when she was alive, she was thinking about all the things that she did wrong, how her life turned out so horribly, she should have done this, she should have done that. And she just got in such a negative place. Um, Obviously, there's some mental illness tones in there too, that she took her life. Um, so what this meant, this midnight library, she was able to pick different paths and actually go back and relive those paths and see how they turned out.
0: That's um, so interesting.
1: And, and my, I don't want to spoil it, but basically it, it goes to show you that no matter what path you choose, it's never going to be perfect. Right. So she went back and said, Oh, I should have stayed with this guy. And then how her life turned out, it turned out not good, you know, and then she went back, well, we'll try this. Well, I'll try that. And basically, none of them were better than the others. And, and ultimately it turned out none were better than the life she had already had. Yeah. It just came down to her mindset and being positive. And ultimately, what I love about that is again, you're in control of your own life and your own destiny. And life is what you make of it. And taking action and making sure you're waking up with a positive attitude and not a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. can change the course of someone's life. I love that.
0: I think kind of to your point, you had already mentioned it as well, is that books come into our life for a reason and a season. And I've, you know, I've believed this about people as well. And um, but everything is here to teach us a lesson. And I think that's really helped push through in maybe harder times or times of struggle in my life has been you know everything is here for a lesson and there's going to be a i'll understand what it means i might not understand it right now but i'll understand what this means to my life later on down the road and that has proven true to kind of push through those times of mm-hmm. sadness or you know
1: difficulty
0: or whatever no. it may be that's other than
1: happy <laughs> that's right a- absolutely and even you're a happy and optimistic fun loving person but it's nor it's normal to get down and wonder about well what about this what about that and to your point this me reading this during the pandemic was very timely (laughs) in a very different way than it might have today even. So it was just amazing how, you know, this, but the first book I read stuck out to me in 2008 and then this in 2020 and then the third book at at a different time, but similar threads.
0: So one other question about the Uh Headlight Library. So does she Uh spend like a day in the previous life of what she, you know, like the next option that she tries? Is it or is it maybe varies in length of time?
1: Yeah, it's an abbreviated timeline from what I recall. Okay. Um, And so what I also like about it, it's a pretty quick read because you cover all these lifespans, but it's fairly quick. You don't feel like you missed out on anything, but it's abbreviated too. Um, so it's not a huge, (laughs) thick book, but they move through it pretty quickly. Oh, well, it sounds
0: very interesting. I'm excited to go pick that one up. (laughs) All right. So that was The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Mm -hmm. And then what's your third book?
1: So my third book is an autobiography, as we were referencing. I listened to it on audio. It's called Born to Shine by Kendra Scott. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I just listened to that this year and you may recognize the name Kendra Scott, because if you're a woman, (laughs) you may have heard of her jewelry before and, um, you see her stores, there everywhere. They advertise a lot, but wow, was this like an amazing autobiography. And again, it hit me at at this point in in my life. She, she, first of all, has a, a very kind, very optimistic voice and viewpoint on life. Um, and it, it's a different, it's a similar business success story, but very different from the first one I referenced, Lean In, where Sheryl Sandberg is, um, you know, a businesswoman woman in a corporate standpoint. She had, I believe, education, working at Google and Facebook and just kind of this corporate, where, where Kendra Scott, she came from a family, with, uh, her parents were divorced. She was from Texas, she dropped out of college she had a few failed business attempts and she started making jewelry in her spare bedroom wow. with her baby, her sleeping baby in the room with her. And so it's this entrepreneurial success story. And then it, it spoke to me now this time in my life with young children and, you know, having done the corporate thing and, and on a different path. And it's really this story of grit and grace, entrepreneurship, positivity. And it really aligns with, um, if you're familiar with the brand, they have the signature yellow color. And she has just gone on from being basically this stay-at-home parent making jewelry in her spare bedroom to being one of the Forbes list of um, America's richest self-made people in the the country and probably even the world. Um, And she does so much philanthropically and just so hearing her truly kind of rags to riches story and how she has built this business and where she would bring her children to work with her every day. Um, How she found a niche market of jewelry where she Mm -hmm. wanted women to wear beautiful jewelry, but not that it's going to fall apart in a day and not diamonds, but this affordable, beautiful jewelry that you can wear every day. So it was just a really great story. And she's just so amazingly positive and talking about the ups and downs in her life. And just, again, that story of life is what you make of it. And she's giving back after all of her success.
0: I love that because I've definitely seen, (laughs) seen her store and her jewelry, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea of her backstory. And I feel like when you see that, you're like, Oh gosh, I, it, it really makes you appreciate uh, where they came from and their product, or it just gives it that background.
1: It so does. That's really and neat. you know, you know what else I really liked about her is, you know, when I read the the first book, the Sheryl Sandberg, it was almost like, okay, I gotta be strong and be tough and be this like business person and do all these things where Kendra is like, you have to be yourself too, mm-hmm. be your authentic self every single day. And she created this brand and this company by being just herself. She's not trying to be super, you know, poised or super ambitious. She's just herself. And so that's where it comes born to shine. And again, all these, this voice of being courageous and being positive and um, taking chances on yourself and being the best version of yourself every day.
0: That's great. I love that. And I think that I sometimes kind of like feel like I'm dragging my feet on aging and I'm like, no, Stop. <laughs> Time stop ticking. But I do think that that is one of the beautiful things as you as you continue on in this world, mm-hmm. um, is that you become more confident in who you yeah. are as a person and you you realize who you are authentically and you're not trying to people please. And I think that that has been one beautiful thing as I've gotten a little bit older. Yes. I'm like, no, this is
1: this is what works for me. And <laughs> absolutely. You'll love this book. I just feel like most kind of women our age. I know Kendra, I think Kendra's in her late forties and just still recreating herself and her life and her business. It just, again, spoke to me at the right time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I actually am about done with the audio book I'm reading uh, from one of the recommendations in episode Mm -hmm. two. So this might be the next one I get as the audio book. (laughs) Yes, you'll like it. So, and I, I admit, I've actually really underexplored autobiographies. And I, I don't know why that is. I don't have any particular reason why I have not picked them up. Mm-hmm. It just is not what I gravitate towards when I do pick right. up a book. Um, but I, I do love this kind of like underdog story, The Rags mm-hmm. to Riches, like you said. So I think I, I'm like, I could totally connect with that. So Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> yes it's it's a, Yes, it's a great one. And I tend to not listen to all autobiographies it's really when people like wow you have you heard this book have you heard this person it's incredible and then hearing their voice speak to you about their own journey and hearing the emotion in it the happiness the sadness they tear up at points it just to me goes a lot further than maybe even reading it on a page
0: yeah, and that was one of uh, another idea I'd had of doing a podcast. I've had this idea of wanting to do something for a while, again being in stay-at-home mom status, have something that's creative on the side. And one of my things is like people are so interesting. Like we all have these stories And people are fascinating, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really know how to piece that together. But I was hoping in doing this through books, we'd also get a little bit about who each guest is as a person. And that would be a little bit of storytelling.
1: you're You're doing it. How amazing. Good for you for doing this. This is incredible. What an honor to be one of your first guests, too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) I
0: really appreciate it. We'll do a little recap here if you're good with that of all the books from this episode. And then I have one more special fun thing for you. Yes. All right. So the first book we talked about was Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. The second book was The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And our third book was Born to Shine by Kendra Scott. So to finish our episode, I'd love to do what I'm calling a little bit of bonus pairings, or it's going to be a speed round, so you can just answer pretty quick. Um, You don't need to give a long description or anything like that, and we'll finish with these couple questions. Okay. All right, so where is your favorite place to read?
1: Favorite is Beach, but normal is in bed. <laughs> <laughs> in the
0: ideal world beach. Yes. Every day.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay, number two. What is one book you have read that has changed your life?
1: I'm gonna go with my first right, my first recommendation okay. the Cheryl Sandberg lean in. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. And then if you had to pick, because
0: I know you do both, would you yeah. prefer audio or hard copy books?
1: I prefer hard copy, but the time, sometimes the time to actually sit and read. So I would, I do prefer the hard copy. All right. And then what are you reading next? Um, well, I'm currently in the middle of two books. Like we talked about (laughs) one thing I didn't mention too, how I like to stay up on books is I have to read a book before I can watch the movie or the series. Mm -hmm. It's a problem because then also then my list grows. So I am reading right now from scratch. It's a memoir and it's on Netflix and I'm dying to watch the show. It's it's pretty heartbreaking. I got to be mm-hmm. honest. I'm a little nervous to watch the show, but it's it's beautiful too, and it's set in Sicily. So yeah, I read it when we lived in Sicily,
0: oh, actually, my... and so everybody has said you have to watch it. But have you... I need to have the time for when my waterworks are ready. I am, <laughs> I'm such a sap.
1: I think I have to be by myself. Like <laughs> yes, and I
0: everybody will tell, like told me you're gonna miss Sicily even more. So I'm mm-hmm. like it'll be the double whammy for me (laughs) crying on two fronts (laughs) Yeah, so but I did it is a beautiful book
1: so it really is and I'm spent I'm actually a kind of a speed reader but I am really taking my time with this book I just am soaking it all in because it's it's pretty incredible
0: And sometimes I feel like Sicily. Sorry, this is a total side note, but Sicily is a little off the radar. So I actually love what this book has done for it because it's kind of brought Sicily onto the radar a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like I, especially with Netflix, so many people have watched it. Right, and I've heard they've done a great job portraying Sicily and the beauty of it. So I'm very excited
1: for Sicily for that reason. (laughs) You'll have to let me know when you watch it. Yes, we'll reconnect (laughs) for sure. Okay. (laughs) Um, And then I'm listening to, it's called Run, Run, Rose. It's by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. Okay. They co-authored it. So I was just intrigued. And then the reason I decided to pick it up on audio was because it's narrated. By Dolly Parton and Kelsey Ballerini. So I'm like, fun. you know, that it's not just a some random narrator. So it's pretty cool hearing it in the Dolly voice and then Kelsey Ballerini too. So just a fun story. I was like, I do love me some Dolly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's really, really good. I'll have to keep that in mind because now that you say that, I I saw that she had co-authored one and it was James Patterson's book. That's
1: right. So I was intrigued. I was intrigued about two very different people coming together to write a book. Yeah. Oh, that's really
0: fun. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. I know it's precious. And so I appreciate the time that you've given me today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. And like I said, I'm so proud of you for doing this and honored yes. that you asked me to be a part of it. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Jana Gregoric and I in our discussion today on Her Book Flight Life is what you make of it. We'd love to hear what other books you might pair with this book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers. So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at bookishflights. This is a brand new show. So if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time. (music) Thank <music> you.